Building Faith Podcast by Chris Reese Ministries is a podcast to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. For more tools, tips, and teachings, check out our community by going to chrisreese.com. That's K-R-I-S-R-E-E-C-E.com. What if Jesus were codependent? I mean, what kind of example would that be for us? Oh, hey, my friend, my name is Chris Reese, and I want to welcome you back to another edition of the Building Faith Podcast, where it is my hope to bring you biblical solutions to life's tough challenges. Codependency is the need to be needed. Its traits are driven by the need to please others, often at the expense of one's own values. And this is not to be mistaken for the biblical concept of interdependency. You see, interdependency can be described as a mutual responsibility to others while sharing a common set of principles. And even though codependency displays itself as caring and giving and self-sacrificing, the truth is, at its core, it's very self-centered, destructive, and dishonest. Because the focus is in serving others with the motivation of getting your needs met. And when you think of love and care, the first person that will likely come to mind is Jesus. I mean, after all, he gave his life so that you and I could be reconciled with God and spend an eternity in his presence. Now, if that's not love, I don't know what is. And if you're like most Christians, your desire is to be more like Jesus. So when we look at the life of Jesus and how he interacted with others, there are times where we're left kind of scratching our heads thinking, Jesus, that didn't sound very loving. And that's because our view of love is skewed. What we think is love often isn't love at all. It's codependency. So today, I want to break down a few interactions that Jesus had with some key people in Scripture and show you how much different that interaction would have looked if Jesus struggled with the dysfunction of codependency. Now, please note, it is not my intention to be irreverent, but rather I want to bring some awareness to our lack of insight into true biblical love. So number one is Judas. We all know the new notorious betrayal of Jesus on behalf of Judas. Judas stole money from the ministry treasury, and he sold out the whereabouts of Jesus to the chief priests and elders for a meager 30 pieces of silver. And I think we could say that the life of Judas was marked by selfish, manipulative, deceitful ambition. But Jesus knows all things. So stop for a moment and realize that Jesus knew all of this already about Judas. He knew what he was up to. He knew who he was, and he knew how he was. So the question is, is how would Jesus have handled Judas if Jesus was codependent? Our Jesus let Judas suffer his own consequences. Codependent Jesus, on the other hand, would have begged Judas to change by guilting him and manipulating the situation. He would have told Judas just how much he was hurting him, but all the while would actually be enabling his behavior because he would fear losing him as a disciple. The truth is, Jesus knew exactly what Judas was doing, and he allowed him enough rope to hang himself, literally. And we may view that as uncaring and unloving. I mean, after all, Jesus could have prevented that. But at what point does prevention cross into control? Jesus will let us walk down whatever road we choose. And may that be a lesson for us when we think it's our job to change someone else's behavior and choices all in the name of love. Jesus was never a manager over people. Neither should we. Number two is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, many of us think 
for our, many of us are very thankful for all of our mothers and all that they've done for us in our lives. And while there is a natural draw and a bond that can occur within families, many people take this just a bit too far. With mottos like, blood is thicker than water and family trumps all, it's really no wonder that many people feel disloyal if they're not at their family's beck and call. And in Matthew 12, 46 through 50, Jesus was speaking to the crowd in typical Jesus fashion. And while he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak with him. But he replied to the man who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Our Jesus knew what his purpose on earth was. was. Codependent Jesus would have dropped everything because his family needed him. He would have pushed his purpose aside, believing that he owed it to his mother to do whatever she wanted and needed. I mean, especially after all that she did for him. Look, don't get me wrong. Jesus loved and honored his mother, but he did it in a healthy and biblical way. And his job as a child was to obey his parents. But when he came of age, he knew he needed to be about his father's business. And so should we. Does this mean that we never help family? Of course not. But conforming to the expectations of siblings or compulsively trying to please our parents is not what God meant by loving your family. And number three is the rich young ruler. This young man came racing up to Jesus and asked what he had to do to inherit eternal life. And Jesus went on to list all the commandments that had been made already. Don't steal, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't lie, don't defraud, and honor your father and mother. And the rich young ruler said to him, Teacher, I've kept all these things from my youth. And looking at him, Jesus showed him love and said to him, One thing you lack Go and sell all you possess and give to the poor and whatever, and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But he was deeply dismayed by these words and he went away grieving for he was one who owned much property. Our Jesus would give anyone the opportunity to turn from their selfish ways and he would provide eternal salvation, but he would also respect their free will. Codependent Jesus, on the other hand, <laughs> he would have chased after him. Perhaps he would badger him. He would beg him. Maybe he would even lower his standards so that it wouldn't be so hard for this rich young man to get into heaven. Now, I want to backtrack a little bit. Did you catch verse 21 when it said, Jesus showed him love? He showed him love by telling him these things. You see, codependents don't hold people accountable because they fear losing the relationship and whatever comes with it, the love, the admiration, the attention, whatever. And notice the last part in verse 22, the rich young ruler walked away. Jesus didn't try to stop him. He didn't go chasing after him. He didn't play the victim. He let him walk away. And then he used him as an example to help those around him who actually were interested in following the truth. And number four is the lame man at Bethesda. 
In Jerusalem, there was a pool called Bethesda where the blind and the lame would come to wait for the waters to be stirred so they could have their chance at healing. And when Jesus saw the man lying there and he knew that he had been there for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? And the sick man answered him saying, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm going, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and he walked. Now, our codependent Jesus would be very different than the Jesus we know that would heal anyone who asked, but he also required them to do their part. Get up, take up your bed and walk. There was action that had to be applied to those steps. Codependent Jesus, on the other hand, would take this lame man and do everything for him, even the things he could probably do himself. He would do whatever it took to get this guy to see him as his hero. But thankfully, Jesus wasn't codependent. Jesus was interdependent on others. He was not a lone wolf, but nor was his mental and emotional well-being wrapped up in what others thought, felt, or said about him. He knew what his purpose was on this earth, and he aimed to please God, he aimed to please God and God alone. And Jesus surrendered to the will of God not to those he served. He never lost sight of who he was. His identity was never enmeshed in others. And he never took his focus off of his purpose, no matter how many people were upset by him doing so. Look, Jesus cared deeply for people who were hurting, but his love drove him to hold people accountable when necessary. And in many cases, he brought rebuke. He never enabled sin, and he certainly never coddled it. My friend, it is my hope that we truly want to be like Jesus, not some manufactured version of what we call love. Did you know there are actually 10 scriptures that prove you're not a doormat? So I want to encourage you to jump on over to episode 211 to find out what those scriptures are. And if you are struggling with codependency, I want to invite you to check out my online course called Conquering Codependency Biblically. It is going to help you be okay, even when others aren't okay with you. So I'll go ahead and include a link in the show notes, or you can jump on over to chrisreese.com and check out that course there. Thank you for listening to the Building Faith Podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more resources mentioned in this podcast, go to chrisreese.com. While you're there, help us keep the Building Faith Podcast on the air by becoming a monthly supporter or by making a one-time donation. Well, my friend, until next time, remember, all things are possible with God.